you should see if you can silence your Discord notifications. I have it. I have my um, headphones on, actually. Okay, I thought I heard a, a Discord notification from your end. Your Discord notification. No, I'm not. And welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing pretty decent, and this time my headphones didn't fall off. Today we're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 32, The Romance of the Dancing Girls. How do you feel about this episode? Um, well, I actually kind of like it better than the one before it. It is a much better episode than the one before it because it doesn't make me as sad kind of and also we have a little bit of doing i have a little bit of housekeeping before we start the episode i think that i forgot to read a part of jeff's email from last week really he had a postscript at the end of the email and i don't think i read it on the air because i don't remember us talking about it and i feel like we need to talk about it let's talk about it jeff said take a long look at the gate that utina opens leading to the dueling arena it's a visual illusion that you can't unsee once someone points it out specifically the placement of the gate and the rose on top of it and then all the rushing water visuals alice do you know what our friend jeff is referring to because i do yes and actually i i had this thought like the first time we had that scene but i didn't want to say anything it's a vagina folks <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna mince words here it's a vagina yeah it's it's really obvious yeah i feel like i had that thought in the back of my brain but i refused to acknowledge it i mean i acknowledged it i was just like well yeah but like is it like a quarter of the things in utina somehow yonic in some way you're not wrong honestly it uh also, there's, there's one scene learn. in the finale episodes that is particularly uh (laughs) well well yeah yeah but yeah so i meant to read that last week and i forgot and i'm sorry for cursing your ears listeners with this knowledge but i'm sure you all noticed this by now if you didn't well i'm sorry that we had to be the ones that broke it to you i'm not you should have noticed that before So you get anyway yeah i guess we sh- we should start the episode let me get mine to the mark also everyone luna says hello luna is my cat hi luna she is attacking my bed because the bed is evil and must be destroyed i feel like we've mentioned luna on the podcast before i'm well, pretty sure we have i just couldn't remember yes yeah, she's here ready to go oh um real quick before we get started also we're gonna be having a couple of bonus episodes coming up in the near future and we have a guest coming on a future episode not like a famous guest but a different guest because alice isn't going to be able to be on that episode so that should be fun and And that's it i don't think i have anything else oh you have one more what well actually no because it'll be released after that happens oh yeah no i'm gonna i didn't record that in the actual episode so i'm going to put a little thing before that episode to let people know 
about our yes one year anniversary that if you're listening to this you have already either seen or didn't see because you missed it sucks to be you in which case that's what you get when you, you don't let check your, your heart win <laughs> okay if you did miss it though the video should be available to watch afterwards so i mean you know you could still watch it if you want I mean, yeah, but you'll also have to do so, like, in your lonely shame that you've missed out on life as it was happening. All right, let's okay. Get, let's get started. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the thing. This episode picks up the exact morning after the last episode. Girls are still calling Toga's phone that Naname still has and that Toga does not seem to miss very much. Well, he did ask her about it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. She's had it for, it seems like a while now. Akio's uh, making breakfast, and Naname is thinking about what she saw last night. I don't really blame her. Does yeah. Utena look a little bit off-model off to you? I was going to mention this. Utena's nose looks super weird this whole episode. A lot of people's noses look a little weird, but Utena's is consistently weird-looking throughout this whole episode. And I think that carries on to the next episode, too, if the thumbnail is any indicator. Why has this occurred? I don't know. Well, if you don't know, I definitely don't know. They're talking about some jam that Akio made with rose hips that Anthe grows. And Naname keeps poking the lemon in her tea because she's stressed out about thinking about what she saw last night. Again, I don't really blame her. Anthe offers Naname some of the jam and Naname smacks it out of her hand like an asshole. Utena's like, what the fuck? You should apologize. And Naname's like, I didn't want any of the jam. And Utena's like, you should apologize. And chases her and tells her to apologize again. And Naname says, are you that stupid? Can't you tell what's going on? And Utena's like, what the fuck is she talking about? Akio says she must be terribly tormented. The trouble with her brother. Yeah, something like that, my dude. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, choo-choo. Choo-choo was in the jam. And now we're at the next scene where Naname is hanging out with Miki in the music room. And Miki's asking about her new living arrangements and she says it's awful and Mickey's like most people would love to be there they don't even get to see the inside of the chairman's quarters and Naname suggests that she and Mickey switch and she can sleep in Mickey's room and he can sleep in the chairman's quarters under the same roof as his beloved princess and he gets all like flustered he gets about a little it. excited about it and he's like, what do I tell Kozue? We'll have to get the chairman's permission. And Naname's like, I was just joking. And then she thinks to herself that a nice guy like Mickey would get eaten alive by that bunch. I mean, she's not wrong. Would you want him to be in the presence of, like, Akio? No. Has he even met Akio? I mean, yeah, in his, like, weird dream. No, actually, no, he didn't. Mm -mm. You're right. Yeah. Naname sees Toga going into the flower garden and is having flashbacks to her being upset with toga and she's like how can i face big brother now with your eyes i guess girl toga is in the flower garden predictably with a girl and they're like making out and... it's really more like a makeout garden oh yeah wait where's your head oh, there, uh, there's it's... a whisper is it just me or has Naname's hair been getting like longer and longer? Um, actually, I mean, you say that it looks long, but I had never thought of that. It he just says feels I like in her, like her hair's always been a little long, but like it feels like it was more like at her shoulders before, and now it's like halfway down her back. Okay, okay, hold on. Can we really like? Can we pay attention to the fact that he just said that I have no real sister, and then he says that him being nice.
nice to her was always an act. Yeah, he says that he was put up to being nice to her by their father, but that he actually doesn't care about her and that she's like common and boring. And then the girl that he's with is like totally turned on by this because she's horny for mean dude, I guess. And we find out it's Keiko, one of Naname's friends. And Naname (laughs) slaps the shit out of her and is like, who said you could get close to my brother? I hope you're ready to face the consequences. And then Keiko's like, I'm not scared of you anymore. She didn't say that, but she had that look on her face. And she's like, Toga, how could you be with a girl like that? I know I have to accept that you go out with other girls, but don't go out with a girl like her. You deserve better than this. And Toga's like, uh, are you implying that you're the better choice? And Naname's like, what? No. And then Keiko slaps her and is like, a girl like what? How are you any different from me? Why should I need your permission to be with someone I love? God, these kids are so fucking dramatic. Keiko says she can barely breathe around uh, Naname. Naname, sooner or later, you'll understand. How mighty are the fallen? This is so sad. Togo, why are you such an asshole? Naname's like, you were just kidding, right? Jeez. His phone's ringing again. Naname says, I'm just like all the others now. Just like all the girls who swarm around him. We have nothing left to tie us together now. And she's starting to cry. And it's really sad. How dare you, Toga? I hate you so much. Jeez. Just, jeez. Now we're back at the chairman's quarters and Akio and Kane are fucking, I think. What, what is with her? She's like, I don't know. She comatose. looks like she's, yeah, she looks like she was in a trance and like he was like feeding her a piece of an apple. And then like we see an apple with a bunch of forks in it. And then the scene just ends. And now we're at Utsuna and Anthe. And Utsuna's like standing on her head and complaining about how she's hungry. She did headstands last episode. Is that going to become a thing that like she starts being a headstand girl? I kind of forgot that she did that, but yeah, she does. I remember all things. Anthe goes over to start making shaved ice, and she's just sawing away at a big block of ice. It's very funny. <laughs> like, and then there she is, doing her headstand still. Utena says she's going to go ask Akio what's up, and Anthe's like, no, don't do that. It would be wrong to disturb them while they're alone. Please, let them enjoy their time together. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, I guess. Utena's like, you re- you seem to really care about your brother. And then Naname says that Anthe is scary. And as she's holding a, a in, like a small boy. In this version in the subs she says think nothing of it but in the dub she said when naname says she's scary she says thank you oh that reminds me in the dub earlier in the breakfast making scene uh utsuna was like yeah akio you sure can cook there's no family resemblance there and anthe just goes thank you (laughs) it's very funny oh you two sleep facing each other each night that's so weird Naname's kind of picking on Utena because she and Anthe sleep facing each other every night. And Naname says that her sleeping in the room with Utena just gives Anthe and Akio an excuse to sleep with each other. I- I'm assuming that Anthe, I mean, Utena's taking that as like a mean joke and not as actually serious. I don't There's... think that she gets what Naname is saying underneath what she's saying. Yeah, I think like, she's like, either she's a... deliberately being obtuse or she just doesn't get it. I mean, would you want to get it? No, I don't want to get it. And I know. Mm. 
Naname's sad and thinking about Toga being a jerk, but also thinking about all the times he was nice to her. It's so sad. How dare he? Uh. Uh. She stands at the precipice, gazing out. Toga's phone rings, and Choo Choo picks it up, and the girl on the other end of the phone says she's lonely and she can't sleep. Please let me hear your voice. And Naname's like, do you know what time it is, idiot? Oh, I forgot to mention earlier when Naname picked up the phone and she was hearing like a montage of all the voices. One of the voices was Shiori's voice actress. Yeah, that's not surprising. Naname enters the Kiryu residence and asks Toga if he knows who End of the World is. He asks why she asks and... She says it's because she still loves him, big brother. She knows they can never go back to the way they used to be. That's why she requested a transfer today. She doesn't intend to see Toga anymore. So there's one last thing she wants to know about the real you. Toga shows that he has her transfer request in his hand and starts doing his sound at the end of the world speech. Of course, now it all feels calculated. Even though I'm not sure how he could have made all this happen. But every time he does that, I feel like it's calculated. Yeah, it always seems really calculated, but it doesn't really make any sense that he would know that Naname would come to his room. Then the car breaks through the window and she realizes that Akio is end of the world because he's in the driver's seat. That's the thing about Toga, though, is that Toga doesn't actually do all that much to manipulate things so much as he he just knows people well enough to be in the right place and things just revolve around him. I guess so. He does very little actively. Well, that makes him actually more insidious. Naname's asking about Akio and saying he's not normal. She says she saw him, and then Toga's like, saw him what? And Naname doesn't want to say it, and she starts looking like she needs to throw up, which is also how I feel right now. Yeah, this this is really done. The last two episodes has done have done a ton to really. I don't want to say humanize Naname, but like it's how dare it, you? This whole show has humanized Naname. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though, like she's been she's been funny, and you've kind of like gotten her. But this is the first time she's like really, 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 really relatable. Yeah. For me, at least. I mean, she's been funny and she's been like, I hope that, you know, Anatomy is happy, but geez. She's also finally questions like, what is he talking about? Did that, did, what just happen? What I think just happened? Yeah, Toga moves on Naname to try and start hooking up with her. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, isn't this what you want? And Naname's like, no. And then Akio says he reveals the end of the world. Oh my ass, I hate him. And then he does his cool flip. Sweet I hate flips. him so much. Lavender mullet fuck. Riding off into the weirdly endless street thing. And now it's the next day, and the former Naname defense squad is talking to themselves, and Naname walks up, and they're like, do you want something from us? I'll warn you, though. Things will be different from now on. We have no reason at all to follow your orders anymore. What a waste. Brown nosing, kissing up, doing your bidding. It pisses me off just to think about it. Starting today, it's payback time. And then this is like where one of my favorite parts of the episode happens because we immediately cut to somebody slapping Anthe, which is not a good part. But the person that slapped Anthe is Naname, and we see the three girls standing behind her, and she has beaten the absolute shit out of them, and it's very funny. Look at them. They have apparently captured Choo Choo. Naname is challenging Anthe to a duel, and then we get our Aiko and Biko. That's how it works. Those aren't the rules. Shrug. You can't just you can't just change the 
rules. Actually, I guess she can. She has money. Screw the rules. Where we're going, there are no rules. It's a fraud. It's a trick. This Aiko and Biko is about spoon bending. There is no spoon. There is no Aiko. Okay. Psycho power. There you see, miss. No tricks. No gimmicks. I don't buy it. It's gotta be a trick. All right. I'll do it again. It's a fraud! It's a trick! Oh, come on! If it's a trick, how am I doing it? How should I know you're a con artist? Damn it! Special psycho power! It's a trick! Just a trick! Maximum psycho power! A trick! A trick! Ow! A little ow at the end. Now we get our absolute destiny apocalypse. And now, and now we're all going to be slightly more uncomfortable as this, this gate scene happens. It's a pretty big clit. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that, that thing. Forgive me, say, audience. I'm sorry I said that. Except oh I'm not, god. also. I can't. I, I, I need a moment to recover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I did not expect you to say that. Sorry. Except I'm not. <laughs> Shrug. Oh. <laughs> Shrug Man has, has uh, escaped the text and is coming to real life. I am become Shrug Man. Destroyer of worlds. Worlds. Oh, God. I'm, okay, I could do this. I this is officially going. the lewdest thing I've said on this podcast, and I said vagina earlier. <laughs> God, this. How did, how did this episode become more lewd than the one that. than the one with. um What's his name? The the middle. The elementary school kid with the crush on anime. With, oh, God. That episode, like, every single moment has some kind of really, really uncomfortable sex sexual innuendo joke in it how did this one become more lewd than that one that's just the way it is sometimes and here we go the duel that doesn't involve any of the things that we were just talking about but also completely does there's the car <sighs> everybody's like got on lipstick now it's just you know it's 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 just cool i wish toga had on lipstick too i don't that'd be weird how dare you i just don't think it would look good i think he can I pull think, it off oh maybe i don't know toga says utana needs to stop trying inter to interfere with the problems of others Naname says she wants to surpass everything, and if she beats Utena, she'll surpass her brother and everyone else on the council, and she'll be the best around. No one's ever gonna keep her down. Sounds like despair, but okay. Here comes the sword. I really, I really love the whole like drawing the sword out of people thing. Yeah, it is just such really cool imagery. If they had kept the guns, do you think they would pull the guns out of each other's chests? I mean, I assume so. I hope Which, so. By the way, a, a a hunting rifle is very gonna be very very important in Yurikuma. Oh boy, and you'll get to you'll get to a little bit of taste of what that might have looked like. And there are the car monoliths. It's always okay, good to see Naname and Utena duel because like Naname is such a ruthless dueler duelist Naname is actually in a lot of ways the scariest of the duelists because like she's unpredictable she has no idea what she's doing she and doesn't so, try to adhere to the rules whereas yeah like whereas Mickey or Jury are very like very very precise and they know exactly what they're doing Naname just has a big fucking sham shear and she's just going to town She's a wild card. Like, I've also, it's also interesting to me that um, Toka didn't draw out her her uh, knife, which kind of signals to me that Naname is just like, whereas before Naname was was reckless, but but also like not completely reckless. Now she just doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's just wielding this thing two-handed. She's powered by rage alone. She's always been, she's always been aggressive, but she's never been like out of control. She doesn't have anything to lose now. Nope. Sounds like despair, but okay. And 
She does pretty well, actually. Yeah, she like almost beat Utena, but then we see the yellow rose petals fly up at the last second. She is. She's always been the one that comes the closest. Utena mm-hmm. asks if she feels better now, and she says, "Tell me what's left for me. Am I just one more fly in the swarm? Anything but that. I'm so sad." This is like, oh shit, uh, don't cry. And now Toga and Akio are fucking again. They're rolling around on this bed, shirtless well, and ridiculous. Well, the, oh, and Toga so explains lying. that he and Naname actually are brother and sister, and that he lied to her. And he, Toga says he finds the idea of a brother and sister not related by blood much more romantic. And then Akio says, such an awful brother, as if he has any fucking place telling somebody that they're an awful brother, when he is, in fact, the most awful brother. And there you go. That's the way the news rolls. God, yeah. So that happened. How do we feel about that? I mostly feel I a, sad. Yeah, I think it's probably the best thing that I've really seen about Naname in the show. Like, Naname's no. really gone, I think, personally, I think Naname has gone through the most character development of any character mm. on the show. And it kind of brings back one of the big things about this arc, which I think make it really different, is that, like, holy shit, after the other arcs, there was a place for them to go. But after, the, after their confrontations in these arcs, it does kind of feel apocalyptic in the sense that, like, I mean, what's fucking left for them now? Like, absolute destiny apocalypse kind of like the other ones seem in retrospect to be sort of like run like trial runs but now we have this where like you know mickey's relationship as far as we can tell with his sister is broken yeah it's like maybe not but that's all we have to go on you have naname and toga are completely separated now naname and just like has like a despair spiral and then i don't know what's gonna happen to her if she even shows up again i don't remember but like if she doesn't show up again like i i wouldn't be surprised because that's a despair cycle that that, that's that's kind of you should have named this arc despair the despair spiral arc everyone who's dueled after they duel is kind of in a way like i don't know they're just sort of they're sort of broken now well it is called the akio otori saga and considering akio is synonymous with despair yep there you go yep the akio otori saga ends next episode we would like to reiterate to those of you listening that we joint issuing a joint statement here that we hate akio we hate akio otori and that is not going to change throughout any of the rest of these episodes. Nor should it. This is technically the last real episode of the arc because uh, next episode is a recap episode, but also has something else in it that's not recap. Which means we gotta watch it. Yep. Well, you're not gonna be on that episode. All right. That's, That's the one that you can't do. So I have a very special guest, a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, we're... I feel like we keep saying this every episode, but really, we're really getting into the thick of it here. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah, it really does. Everything keeps getting worse. Jeez. But yeah, this is a pretty good one. I'm excited for our final descent here. Yeah, we are on the way down. <sighs> uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. Well, I have one idea. What's that? We could always sign off. <laughs> We're just gonna quit now. We're just sad and gonna leave. There's there's nothing we could do or say. It's all been de- said and done. As Naname so tragically said, what's there left for me? 
that was a pretty awesome slash bleak moment, by the way. Yeah. Poor Naname. My sweet Ooh. daughter Naname, who I love with my whole heart. She didn't deserve any of this. She's won me over. Yeah, I really didn't like Naname in the first couple of episodes, but like, yeah, she just, she really has gone through the mo- like the most drastic character development. Like everybody's gotten development for the most part, but Naname has had like a full like arc. And what the fuck is up with Toga, like, telling her that they're not really siblings? Or lying about the fact that they're not really siblings? Purposefully so she'll find out. Like, like, Jesus Christ. Like, what the fuck? Because, I mean, because, I mean, okay, think about it. Like, isn't it more fun if you can manipulate everyone on this endless, like, sort of character arcs? No. It's fun for him. I don't care if it's fun for him. It's not fun for me. I hate him. I know, I know. I hate Akio more, but Toga is... Toga's a close running second. I used to think that Seonji and Toga were tied for second worst, but clearly Toga is the most second worst, and Seonji is just third worst. They're all the worst. Because he's basically just... just gone now. Well, no, he yeah. comes back in the next arc. Don't tell me that. I was going to hope that he was gone forever. Nope, he comes back. I don't know. I don't remember the extent to which he comes back. I just know he does. I'll hope that he comes back for a second as like a flashback instead. Mm, You're going to be disappointed, my friend. Yeah, probably. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtanaCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can they find you on Twitter, Alice? They can find me on Twitter at Lyrewolf. L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you want to come on the show after we're done or for any of the next seven well six episodes five episodes because we already have guests signed up for two of the next seven episodes so if you want to be on an episode between 35 and 39 you should send us an email at imagineandutina at gmail.com or if you'd like to just come on an episode after we finish to talk about your favorite character or themes that you've thought a lot about or you just want to talk about this weird sword fighting incest show with us that'd be great we'd love to have you hit us up that's actually i'm sorry but that's actually the perfect way to describe this weird sword fighting incest show yeah that that's it that's the show everybody if you want to follow us on tumblr you can do that at imagineandutina.tumblr.com where i reblog fan art and gifs and other utina related posts so if you just want utina content that's also a good place to get it and i guess that does us for this week it does revolutionize the world everybody see you later